It's MMA Overdose with the Baby Gorilla. Slap it across the canvas, Mark. I'm telling you, this guy's insane. Mike the Body. I'm a goddamn doctor. And Hurricane Oz. The David Beckham of MMA calling it right now. Live from Salt Lake City, Utah. Lake City, Utah. All right, welcome in, welcome in everybody to MMA Overdose. Uh, joining us today, we've got Stephen Razor Sharp, MMA legend. What's up, everyone? What's going on, Stephen? We've also got Mark, Jose, I'm Mike. Uh, how is everybody doing? Stephen, kind of introduce yourself a little bit. You've been uh, fighting for how long? Uh, you know, I have no idea. I haven't even looked at when my very first fight was. <laughs> uh, I've been fighting probably six, seven years. Uh, someone told me on Facebook that they've seen me fighting for 10 years, but oh, shit. <laughs> I think uh, officially I started like six or seven years ago. Those were non-sanctioned bouts. Yeah, those might have been uh, at, at a club, The Bay. Oh, oh The Bay. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was a long time ago. <laughs> I, I think I was in like, yeah, 10th grade when The Bay was around. Back when they were letting little kids in. <laughs> so, yeah, you got a professional record of 24 and 10. Um, you actually got a title fight coming up here. That's correct, against a guy, very strong guy named uh, John Gunderson. Uh, this is probably going to be the best fight I've ever had, uh, toughest fight I've ever had, so it'll be a good one. Yeah, I mean, that'll be fun. Have you ever fought for the title before? I fought for quite a few titles. I actually hold a title in a show called the WFC, uh, Worldwide Fighting oh. Championship. Uh, a guy named Gino Cartolucci uh, is the owner of that show, and it... It has been on hold for about a year, so I haven't defended my title for about a year. But uh, last defense I had was out in uh, Colorado. It was a uh, great nice. fight against a guy named Matt Verhalen. So it was a good. It's actually the guy that I took the title from, and then I gave him a chance to try to take the title back, and that didn't work out well for him. <laughs> <laughs> How did that one end? Um, it, lots of elbows. I. Uh, I had him pressed up against the cage a lot of the time, and I just was standing over the top of him throwing elbows. He he got cut probably like six or seven times. I threw probably about wow. 60 to 70 elbows the whole fight. <laughs> and uh, eventually I ended up taking yeah. a, an arm bar, so, which is weird. But the guy's face is just smashed and demolished. It, it actually retired the guy. He told me that that just totally broke him as a fighter. Really? So, yeah. so you sent him into retirement. Yeah, it's kind of disappointing. I don't like to do that. I like to see a guy, you know, get beat and come back and then, you know, continue on with a winning record because then that makes me look better. I don't like to see a guy, you know, as I beat him, he's done, or I beat a guy and then he goes and takes five more losses. That doesn't help me out at all. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's pretty cool. Steven's going to be hanging out all day with the, well, all night for the show anyway with us, and we're going to break down last week's fights and all that good stuff. So the fight's at, uh, it's called M Resort over there in Henderson. Yeah, it's a brand new casino out there. It's going to be really high class, really nice. Uh, you can go look at, uh, just Google it. Uh, you can see the pictures of the, the hotel and everything. It's a sick hotel. And uh, 
supposedly i don't know exactly all the details of the show i just know the fighting style that i do but uh the show is going to be in a ring it's going to be oh, in a pool it's going to be out by the pool area oh, so it's going to be, be it's going to be a fun show like the old boxing matches at uh, caesar's palace when yeah. they would do them outside yep those were cool that, that should be fun tickets are only 25 bucks uh, a lot of fun. We'll throw up a link. We'll have to throw up a link somewhere. Can you, do you know where you can get the tickets at? You can get tickets through uh, Ticketmaster, I believe. Okay. Cool. Well, awesome. That should be a that should be a good fight. Now, what kind of what's your what kind of style of fighter would you call yourself? Um, I I definitely like to stand and bang with people. Um, but I like to beat people at whatever they're the best at. If they think that they're the best wrestler. I don't mind picking them up, slamming them, showing them that I can ground and pound them. <laughs> if they think they're a great Muay Thai guy, I like to stand and trade with them too. But um, my my whole thing is, th- I think this is a bad matchup for John Gunderson. I think his only hope is to land a haymaker punch that knocks me out. <laughs> um, his style is to throw a quick one-two, shoot, take him down, and then try to ground and pound him. So I really see only two ways of him winning, that haymaker or a decision for him being on top. Right. But uh, mm-hmm. I don't get I don't get ground and pounded even against Brandon Melendez. I don't get ground and pounded when we were on the ground. He's the strongest guy that I've fought that had the best technique, and yet he couldn't do damage to me on the ground. The only damage he did was in transition. He cut me with the knee, which actually stopped the fight. Oh. But oh. Uh, but besides that, you know, I just don't get ground and pounded. I don't get hurt on the ground. So yeah. What's the What's the worst thing that's happened to you in the ring? Like. Where you were like, shit, I don't want to do this um, anymore. <laughs> actually, the, the reason why I say my toughest fight and and where I was closest to breaking was with Brandon Melendez because I remember coming back, and I I got rocked that whole first round. I got caught with a punch early on, like first five seconds. He faked a shot and threw an overhand left, oh. and just cracked me and threw me back into the ropes. And I remember going back to my corner with my little brother saying, hey, I, I think I'm done after this. I'm like, I can't go back out there. And he was like, no, fuck that. You're going back out there. <laughs> and it's ironic because it was actually my birthday. I was fighting on my birthday. Oh, and, man. And so, like, I, I don't – I make a point not to fight anymore in the month of July <laughs> because I just – I'm really superstitious. I have to have, you know, my two bananas, my two power bars before I go into a fight. I have to have sushi the night before. I have all these little things. <laughs> That I have to have. I have to have my fingernails painted black. I know a lot of people call me gay or whatever else. <laughs> you know, I, I really don't care. I, I have superstitions that I just I have to do, and then my mind's right. And I guess maybe that helps me control my anxiety and my yeah. uh, excitement level. But I go in there pretty level-headed now. Nice. That's fun. Well, that's actually really cool right there. Now, of course, uh, I kind of dig the name Razor Sharp. Where did the name Razor come from? It actually came from my dad. My dad's a captain in the fire department, and uh, when he became, when he was a paramedic early mm-hmm. on, um, they always called him Razor Sharp um, as a paramedic. And uh, when I very first started the Ultimate Combat Experience, the show that I very, very started my career in, uh, they told me that if I didn't have a nickname, that they would assign me one. And really? I'm, I'm not a fan of the nicknames. I don't, I don't like nicknames, but it's kind of the sport we're in. It's kind of WWF mixed with boxing. So they, they put in the whole nickname in there. So I would rather have came up with my own that I like than have some Stephen the Douchebag Sharp. Or something like that. So I, I came up with. I just stole my dad's name, but that's yeah. My dad's the original. Uh, original razor one wow. nice. you know what I, uh, actually I was talking to Mike uh, Mike and Mark about this and uh, what I noticed the last time we actually saw you in the ring it was uh, 
when was it? It was like during it was the for Horns Elite. Yeah, was I think it was yeah one of the first one you came out in the ninja July of last year. Because remember, I don't fight in July. Was that your birthday yeah, night? They had to pay me extra to have me fight in July. Oh, <laughs> no way. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right. uh, the fight was originally supposed to be in June, and I told them that was fine. And then some things happened, and they had to postpone the fight. And I told them, no, nah, I, <laughs> I can't do it. And uh, they said, come on. So Yeah, because I remember all the all the commercials and everything was, I mean, you were the main attraction that yeah. night. You were the headliner. Against Sean, Shane Brenner. Yeah. Shane Brenner's a tough kid. Yeah. 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 Unfortunately, yeah, the fight the fight wasn't very long. Yeah, yeah. it was really quick, anticlimactic. But... He uh, <laughs> tore his MCL about yeah. thirty seconds into the fight. Yeah, and it... I was pretty pissed because he hit me once and then the fight was over and I didn't even get to hit him. <laughs> So, uh, and then you were yelling at us to come back and sit down. I remember that. Yeah. You guys come back and sit down. Sit your fucking asses down them all. And you had your gladiator shorts on, too. Yeah, and, that's, my... and this is the one I told Mike. I was like, you know what? I don't think Razor Sharp's a good name. I think Dress is Sharp is yeah. a great name. Right oh, there. yeah. Steven Dress is Sharp. Did you ever think about that one? I, I haven't thought about that one. I, don't know. <laughs> I, I actually made that gladiator skirt. I'm, I'm actually a pretty... Uh, pretty weird guy I, cro <laughs> I crochet I uh so I don't think the nail painting is where they clean. call you fag yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you're multi-talented is what you're saying yes, uh, now yeah. you probably don't tell your opponents that before oh I could give them a little ammo I actually like it I, I love when my opponents look at my fat gut or whatever <laughs> else they think god damn this guy's soft how does he have a good record or whatever else yeah. I love it when un uh, people underestimate me I love being the underdog i love like this is going to be awesome because i'm going into john gunderson he moved from reno to vegas now and he trains with uh extreme couture and all those guys there but uh he he's wow. gonna have a hometown crowd and oh, i love yeah. going into a new city being the guy that's booed coming out in my ninja suit and people <laughs> are just ripping on me they hear from that i'm from salt lake and they call me a faggot uh mormon guy and all yeah. this other stuff and i just i i love it i, I use all that energy and i i've feet off of it and I'll, I'll go kick your ass because of that that's funny that you say that because when we do, we do comedy when we travel around and yeah that's what everybody calls us the mormon fag or yeah <laughs> you, you, you know, know we sleep in the same bed though but, you know <laughs> well, was, yeah yeah you know it's just like it was so rude it only happened once <laughs> and then we do crochet we paint our fingernails and, and then we come out and need just suits <laughs> so right after the show are y'all ready for some comedy <laughs> yeah. this is a, a question we always ask all the fighters we have on is how do you get your intro music do you do you choose a different one every time do you how do you go through uh, that process some do people do i actually have my intro music that i have and it's it's kind of interesting demarcus johnson actually just asked me on facebook if uh if i would allow him to, to take my music oh, really and i i i don't know i have mixed emotions on that um you know that's always been a dream of mine is to go into the ufc and when i go into the ufc that's my music and people are going to know me by my music it's already right it's already the way that people know me here in utah and in colorado and arizona the places that i fought is they hear my song and my fight song is a unique fight song and it it plays into my whole my whole uh persona i guess i, I everything just matches me well and I think about this shit. I don't I don't just go out there and throw some music in and right. you know, I've actually edited my music myself on on a computer. I've made my own Oh, you uh, mixed it all in. I mixed up my old, my own music and everything. And so that 
I take pride in that, and I don't really want to let him use it, but I like him, and he went to Kearns with me, and uh, he's my boy. <laughs> so I, I'm I'm pretty torn up about this. I don't know. Yeah. No. Are you training with all those guys over there? I at actually Horn? don't train at Horns. No, I train at a place called Absolute MMA um, with mm. a guy named Rob Hanley. He's awesome. It's in West Jordan, um, right uh, off of Redwood Road. It's on 7800 South and 13th. Uh, Berkman trained there, didn't he? Berkman trains with me every once in a while. He actually is going to start training. Um Supposedly, he has a fight in Salt Lake in November. Oh. They haven't announced what show, but as far as I know, there's one show that's going to be in November. No, okay. <laughs> and, uh, Is I'm, that for horns? Oh, well, he probably wouldn't be fighting for horns. It wouldn't be for horns. It, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm speculating that it's for throwdown, and I'm actually fighting on that same card for the oh. 155 title also. I get a rematch against a guy named Rad Martinez. So, oh, Rad, um, that would be a... So this is gonna fun. this is gonna be fun. I, I I love training with Berkman. Um, he he kind of goes off of his own schedule. You know, he'll tell you he'll be there and he doesn't show up sometimes. But I still love the kid. <laughs> but I, I just wish he would uh, be a little bit more persistent, at making sure he's there when he says he's gonna be there. But yeah. So on the intro music, we. We put a little thought into this. We have some intro musics that maybe you should consider. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Nick, can you queue up song number got, one? Tell me what you, you got think. some Britney Spears? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, we're not going to go that gay. <laughs> <laughs> now, Matt. Yeah. No, yeah. I, could, I could see Mike coming out. I could see Mike coming out. Right, right here. Yeah. Really want to hurt Getting in his head. He's like, well, maybe I don't. I saw him knitting a sweater. He's coming in in a ninja outfit. I can't hurt this guy. Yeah, I, I can see it. Okay, all right. All right, you can cut that one, Nate. <laughs> Slowly. <laughs> Thank you. It sounds better when it fades out. <laughs> yeah, it does, it does. It sounds a little more more crisp. Holy shit, I can't talk. Have all another right. beer. <laughs> what if we don't drink? Um... <laughs> Go ahead and cue uh, cue song number two up, Nate. He didn't. He wasn't a fan of that one. Where are all the gods? No one knows. Where are they? Oh wait, ninja. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Kind of gaudy. You know what? I feel like wearing a white dress and being in danger because I think Stephen Ray Sharp's gonna save me. This is what this song is telling me right now. Just imagine you going through this. You're walking down, and you're like putting your hands up. All the girls are crying. Oh my god, we need a hero! And you're like, I'm there for you. Razor style. I, I don't know about this. I'm not feeling it. All right, he's not feeling song number two. All right, we're striking out here. Um, the first one, actually, Houston Alexander said he may use. Oh, yeah. That the uh, Do You Really Want to Hurt Me? That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> He's on a winning streak. He won his last one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Did he win his last one? Yeah, it know. wasn't even in the UFC. It was in some promotion out in Iowa, some oh, okay. little local thing. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Holy shit, he's going to kill us. It was my MLJ. <laughs> Uh, no, I do not have nothing to do with this one. <laughs> All right, we've got a, we've got one more cue up song number three, Nate. Let's see if uh, let's see if this one works. This one you can bring Amy out with you. Yeah, and point to her. 
<laughs> oh, boy. I wish I could find someone who could do fight for my honor. I do fight for honor. <laughs> you made them lull everybody to sleep, too. Before. I think this would actually make MMA seem like a very soft sport. And people would be like, wow. Yeah, this is really like cool. a family oriented. Yeah. You know, it's like instead of a ninja costume, you can come in a nice, like, you know, tuxedo. And uh, in a cactus hat, or like a tuxedo shirt. Oh, that would actually be really cool. <laughs> yeah. And you can have, and you keep carrying Amy with you the whole time. Classy yeah. and carefree at the yes. same time. Mm-hmm. I would love that. <laughs> that would look awesome. <laughs> so we struck out on all those. So let's go. Um, <laughs> I, I prefer my song. It talks about, talks about how many baseball bats would it, or how many swings would it take to break your uh, your thick skull of yours with my baseball bat. And, Sounds a lot better. <laughs> Sounds romantic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that does sound very romantic. Now you said you're uh, the next fight you got. You're coming up. It's in. Uh, it's in a ring. How does it? Does that affect you at all? Going from a ring to a cage. Which one do you prefer? It does. I actually prefer a cage a lot. My fight style tailors to having a cage. I I don't like the ring. Um, I think the ring aspect is actually going to give him an advantage. Because he's coming from the IFL, I'm not sure if you guys are any mm. familiar mm. with him at all. But he he fought uh, Ryan Schultz for the uh, 155 title in the IFL, okay. and took him all the way to a decision. So he he definitely has gas. He definitely knows how to uh, you know cut the corners of a ring better. And uh, he the one thing that he's not going to be used to is elbows, um, <laughs> and that's one thing that I love. So that- I I think that he's gonna get on top of me and he's not going to think about an elbow cutting over his eyebrow and because in the ifl you can't throw elbows so he's not going to be ready for those he'll be familiar with the ring and everything else but you know i i don't even have a cage in my gym i have a ring so when i spar i cut the corners on people all the time and i'll trap them into a corner light them up kick them in the liver drop them (laughs) so like i i don't really worry about it too much but i do like to put a guy with his head right up against the cage and drop elbows until I cut him open. Is that uh, your favorite way to finish a fight? Yeah, definitely. I, I like to see blood. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you should probably say what would be a really cool catchphrase is, yo, John, you better bring an umbrella because it's going to be raining some elbows. Blap. That'll be pimp. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sweet line. Okay. Sweet line. Sure. You guys like that? No? Sure. No? It's go- too soon? Too soon? Way too right. soon. Oh, sorry. You're way too soon. <laughs> does, that, does that affect you? Like, like uh, how a fight's going, you find yourself getting drained a little bit. Does that pump you up a little bit to see blood? Like, oh, it yeah. gives you, like, another... Uh, yeah, when I cut him, and especially, like, whether I cut him or not, if I hit a guy with an elbow... And they reach up and touch their forehead and look at their hand because they're worried that I cut them. Then I've already gotten their head. I've yeah. already gotten their head because they know that I can cause them pain because otherwise they wouldn't be checking their forehead. If that punch really or if that elbow really hit them and didn't hurt, they wouldn't be checking to see if they were cut. They would just be throwing punches right back. Yeah. So I, I definitely <laughs> like to see blood. Um, it's weird because I, I definitely like ground and pound, but most of my ground and pound ends in a submission. So I, I usually just hit them and hurt them a bunch until they give me their arm, their neck, their leg, whatever they want to they give up. Right. What, what discipline are you, 
Are you, are you, is it a wrestling background? No, I actually don't have any wrestling background. I couldn't stand the singlets. I, I tried to wrestle in <laughs> junior high and uh, I went, I went there, yeah. I <laughs> actually how many times I've been called gay? I don't know why I'd have a problem with it, but, but yeah, I do have a problem with the singlets. I, I wrestled in seventh grade and I was the only guy out there that had shorts on and everyone looked at me like I was the weirdo. And I was like, no, you guys are wearing your underwear. <laughs> but, <laughs> so I, I couldn't do it, especially when I, I hit puberty and things started growing and I was, in high school, I was like, okay, I, I can't be, have my junk hanging out like that. It's never a fun thing to do. Yeah. I always get in trouble with that. But uh, my fights now, I would, I would, I claimed as I was always a street fighter. I, I fought a lot in the street. Um, Should I call I, you Kimbo Sharp? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> somewhat, but I wasn't such an idiot like Kimbo. But um, my, my buddy's in, in prison for a fight that just got way out of control and uh that's what like pushed me towards fighting in a cage versus fighting in the street and since then i've only fought like i think three times total uh out on the street and those were unavoidable situations uh so i i I would say i'm a street fighter at heart and i just learned everything from there and i think that's why i like to brawl probably the most i like to i like to hit you and sprawl out not let you take me down but if you take me down i'm gonna elbow you and try to submit you yeah. Do you have people coming up to you that recognize you, come up to you and think, try to be tough? Is that what the unavoidable ones are? Or? Yeah. Well, uh, some of the unavoidable ones were, you know, I'm, I have a party at my house and someone's disrespecting me or my friend's house and uh, they need to get thrown out, whatever. Um, right. That's kind of the situation. Or, you know, he, I, I learned that uh, I used to always get in fights in the street because I figured I was the guy that needed to teach everyone a lesson. So if someone cut me off in the street, I figured that guy's going to go and cut off a hundred more people unless I, I tell ass. that guy, hey, don't do that shit. You don't know who you're messing with. So I, I, it wasn't really so much an ego thing. I just figured I was doing the world a bit of a, a service. But, yeah. but I, I finally realized that, world. I, that, I, that it's not that great. <laughs> These elbows are for justice. <laughs> You're almost like a superhero. Yeah, You're jaywalking elbow time. <laughs> Litter bike elbow. <laughs> it's raining elbows in this bitch. <laughs> Have you ever lost any, though, where you're like, oh, this motherfucker, and then you end up... Like getting on sucked. the street, yeah. Uh, actually, and I know everyone always claims whenever there's a street fight, you get your ass kicked, <laughs> you passed out against the curb, you still won because you hit that guy once before he knocked you out. No, I, I really, I can honestly say that I've never lost a, a street fight, but I can honestly say that I probably didn't fight fair either a lot of the time. <laughs> <laughs> I, wasn't, I, wasn't there. I wasn't there you know there was no referee there's no rules so that's what i'm saying like that's why my friend is where he is because fights sometimes got out of control because shit happens right <laughs> and, and you mentioned there's no ref you've been doing a lot of refing lately i know i've noticed you at a lot of the yeah local shows here in salt lake city you've been yeah. doing a lot of ref how'd you get involved in that um someone called i i think it was jen uh 
Jeremy Horn's wife called me one time and asked me if I had ref a fight and you know I was super nervous my I remember my very first fight I was like oh my god I was more nervous to ref the fight than I was to fight really so, just because I my biggest fear is to to ruin someone's fight to make a yeah. bad call because I know how emotions are so high when you're fighting mm-hmm. that I don't want to be the one responsible for screwing up someone's record right. and uh, you know I still feel like I haven't make it, made a bad call um, in, in my refing career I, I watch people's eyes I pay attention to their bodies because I, I am a fighter I know when someone is done fighting and when someone is just like buying themselves times whether they're really getting hurt you know from the crowd they can't see their face you can't always see someone's eyes when they're getting hit so you think they're just taking an ass whooping meanwhile that guy's underneath giggling and laughing <laughs> and uh hank weiss is uh one of the the number one guys like that 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 guy he will get rocked whisper in the guy's ear you hit like a pussy and then push the guy away so like uh, you know people don't see that type of stuff and I, I as a fighter i think i make a great ref because i've been there right. and i know what to look for i know when a guy is really there and when he's not there right so. no, I, I think that does and i think that would be the toughest one of the toughest jobs because like you said do you see a lot of these stoppages a lot of times when it's too early and they yeah. can't do anything about it they can't, okay well go back and find yeah or yeah, if they let it go yeah. too long they're gonna get the same shit you kind of like what happened to amir it's like uh they stopped that one too early they should have never stopped it early. I'm with, just throwing that out with, there. With his, Amir Sadala. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, it was like one on one. His uh, yeah. fight with John Anderson. <laughs> yeah. I'll bring you guys back to history. I, I, I agree. Shout I out agree to your boy, Amir. <laughs> Yo, Do you ever? <laughs> I like your boy. We still love you. <laughs> we still love you. <laughs> We're actually going to have Amir on soon again. Uh, hopefully, it goes better than the first one. We had him on. He tried uh, playing a joke, we, he was doing a phone interview. And so he called in. We're like, Amir, how's it going? He's like, actually, this is uh, Amir's brother. Amir couldn't make it. And like, we didn't know what to do because we thought he was serious. So we just went silent for like five minutes. And he's like, I'm just joking. It's sweet. <laughs> and the whole interview just fucking tanked right after that. It was That horrible. was on our last show, The Man Hour. Then, oh, it was horrible. And then we're like, okay, we're never going to mess up like that again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like, I didn't know where to... It was horrible. <laughs> well, let's actually get into some of these uh, fights, though, because we're... It's like we definitely have a little bit of time left. But, you know, last week's fight, Fight Night 19, great fights. Nate Quarry versus Tim Crudeur. Great fight. <laughs> I can't pronounce his name. What was it? Fredor? Crudor. Whatever. <laughs> Timmy C. That bastard. He lost. Timmy, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was a good fight, though. It was like one of the best fights of that night. It was a great fight. Corey was fucked up after the fight. He, oh looked, he looked like an alien. Unfortunately, I was I was headed to Lumpy's to watch those fights. I didn't catch that one. Uh, oh. But I have seen the post-fight interviews, and yeah, his face was uh, pretty fucked up. Yeah. And, uh, he, it showed that he's a he's a warrior. He he yeah. can take an ass beating and still come back. So you yeah. can tell that even when he fought Rich Franklin, even uh-huh. though he was passed out and asleep. But <laughs> you know he he still can take an ass whooping and come back. He's a, he's a strong guy. Yeah, he's a he's a cool guy too. He seems funny. I heard an interview before where they said, "What are you gonna do for this fight?" And he just said, "Well, I'm hoping my old man strength works." <laughs> that was pretty damn funny. But yeah, that one fight of the night, that was a great fight. All right. And uh, the next fight was Melvin Gillard. Or Guillard. No, no, that's Spanish. The L's are together. <laughs> Put him in charge. It, <laughs> I don't know. All right. But if he gets this next one wrong, he's leaving. 
<laughs> Melvin Gillard versus <laughs> Nate Diaz. Uh, that was a pretty cool fight, though. <laughs> Dude, you know. seriously, you guys are dicks. You guys are seriously dicks. I cannot pronounce out these guys' names. So, Melvin lost me a guillotine uh, second round. Pretty good fight. Not that bad. Nate Diaz was bleeding. I heard that these guys were actually going to get in a brawl before the fight. Yeah, there's a lot of bad blood pretty much with anyone that fights Melvin Gillard. Gillard. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, He's pretty much just an asshole. Um, he used to he train used to train. Jim, yeah, he trained with, uh, with Josh you? quite a few times. I've met him a few times. Uh, I never got to train with him. I would like to train with him and see how explosive he is. I'd like to right. box with him. Everyone, you know, pretty much gets their ass handed to him standing up, and then yeah. they mm-hmm. catch him in a guillotine, and the kid doesn't learn how to <laughs> defend guillotines. So. That's what you would think he would. I'm pretty sure every fight he loses that. Like, he's, yeah. he's kicking ass. He's... I don't remember him getting submitted other than guillotine. Guillotine That's all I've seen. Yeah. After, after knocking knock him knock his opponent yeah. 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 out. <laughs> and uh, still gets guillotine. So. Yeah. All right, Mark, you lead the next one because I can't pronounce anybody's name. <laughs> <laughs> the last one was Carlos Condit versus uh, Jake Ellenberg. Uh, that one, I think it should have gone to Ellenberg. He actually was dominating all three rounds, in my opinion. Yeah, I think uh, I, I think they're trying to push Condit. I don't know what happened there. Did you see the fight? I haven't seen the fight myself. No, um, I heard quite a bit about it, and I've heard that uh, you know sense to say that a uh, that a uh, Condit lost. But yeah, um, it, when you have your uh, W uh, WEC champion coming over to the UFC, who is they're owned by the same people, of course they're going to try to push their champion. Otherwise, he was just a paper champion. You know, yeah, yeah. you got to tro- show that your guy was tough. So yeah. I, I don't agree with it. No, I think it, the judging and everything should always be bi- unbiased. You know, it right. should always be whoever was supposed to win should have won. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, now let's get on to the big fights. UFC 103, big uh, headline fight between Belfort and Franklin. First fight, of course, was Tyson Griffin versus the clown himself, Hermes. What's up with the hair? Seriously. Yeah, I don't know what was going on with that. I was a little a little concerned for that man's mental both of state. Them, both of them are usually in real good shape, and they both came out looking... Yeah, you know, it's okay. Like, you know, some fighters uh, come out with, with crazy hair. You know, you used to come out with some wild hair. What a faggot. You used to come out with some wild hair in your day. What a faggot. Who would dye their hair? At least you had your, you had your style, you know? It was at least styled a little bit. This was just a, uh, it was like a perm gone wrong. So it, was, it was bad news. You know, I, this was actually the one that I was talking about that I was headed to Lumpies, and I didn't get to see some of the prelim fights. Um, this one I missed. Did it, did he come out with it green, or what was oh, it? Was, it, was, supposed to be purple. it was supposed to be purple, but it was just... Like, like they ran out of dye. Yeah, he's done that. Right? He's done that actually a couple times. It's either been green or purple, and and it's yeah. whoever it, is his hairstylist. Man, <laughs> they need to go see a new. Yeah, guy. you think he'd be he, making a nice enough paycheck? Yeah. I mean. I haven't seen the pay. Hopefully, he's getting that shit for free. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was—I would have shaved it before the fight if that's oh, how it turned out. I mean, it was—and he looked yeah. like shit since he got yeah. off the roids. He has looked like shit. Yeah, Tyson like, Griffin just, didn't look too good either. Tyson Griffin usually comes been in pretty big. Yeah, uh, he usually he's, comes he's, in he's not the guy that's shredded. He's always been big, but yeah. he's, he does look kind of softer. But man, that guy's thighs are like trunks. oh my god, huge. That's where all the weight is. The rest of them weighs yeah. ten pounds. Yeah. Oh wow, and of course. Uh, 
Uh, Josh Koshnick versus Frank Triggs. Koshnick? Koshnick. Koshcheck. Get out. God. Hey, it's all right. Josh, blonde hair, bandit Koshnick versus Frank Triggs. Frank Triggs. Frank Triggs. Dude, seriously, I hate you guys so much. And yeah, and Trick ended up getting knocked out in this one. Well, TKO, the ref stopped it, but they said they were going to cut him after the fight, and then they came back and said, "No, we'll get one more shot." Well, Trick to those, yeah, he definitely deserves one more shot. I, I thought it was like three fights and three loses, uh, three losses in a row, and then all of a sudden you're out. But, uh, but Koscheck called out Matt Hughes after the fight. Did you hear about this? I didn't. He called out Matt Hughes after the fight, but Matt Hughes didn't doesn't want it. He's like, I don't know why he's calling me out. He should be going after the champion. I don't know why he's coming after me. Yeah, yeah. seriously. But what? Well, how how does that make you feel if someone calls you out? I mean, you obviously want to fight him, right? Uh, sometimes. If it, I look at it, always like, what is it going to do for my career? Right. I don't let personal shit get in the way. Like you know, I I'd love to fight Bird Dog again. Oh, um, I hate that kid. Um, that's I'm, out of my 35 <laughs> fights or whatever I've had. That's the one kid that I do not like. I'm friends with every single other person. Whether they've kicked my ass, I've kicked their ass, whatever happened, you know, I've, I'm friends with them. That is the one kid that's just arrogant and just a piece of shit. That, yeah. What's I've actually heard some stories about him, yeah, where he's just an asshole out in public. Like, people will be out at bars, and they'll say what up to him. And I, This is actually a good friend of ours. He did this, too, and he grabbed his beer and spit in it and then put it down. Didn't say anything back. It's like, really? Yeah. Really? But what happened? What happened? What stemmed this? Because I... I, 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 I didn't. Well, he still claims that I never knocked him out. The first fight that we had, I fought him twice now. The first fight mm -hmm. that we've had, I knocked him out in eight seconds. I hit him with a head kick, dropped him up against a cage, and I jumped on him and hit him like four or five times. And back then, I was wearing these gloves that I actually spray painted white. And he claims that they weren't hitting him, but he has four marks <laughs> from the white spray paint gashed across his forehead. And then I'll admit, I was really excited because I had a... A, a passed out guy on like I was sitting on this guy's chest punching him and he was passed out I hit the cage three times the ref grabs me and because I, those three punches missed it gave him that time to allow to wake up so right. as soon as the ref pulls me off he snaps into it wakes up and says he was fine he claims that the ref was stopping the fight for some other reason and that we are supposed to keep going he says he was defending the whole time I, I just don't think his defense of blocking punches with his face is that great <laughs> but. so it just basically just him trash talking is where all this yeah, came it's, from it's always basically. been trash talk he's he's caused problems out in the street he's he's approached me like just out in the street uh you know as i'm walking to my car after fights talking trash you know really the kid's just an idiot he uh he recently got beat up by two by fours and had to get life lighted out from uh the sand dunes like around easter or something like no that no shit and I don't know the situation and I don't care about the situation, but I know him and I assume that it's because he was out there running his mouth, probably telling people he's a UFC fighter. <laughs> and, uh, and so someone tells him, okay, well, my my 4x4 four four or 2x4 four is a lot stronger than your punch. And so they taught him a lesson. Right. Like wow. I said, I don't have to teach all those lessons anymore. <laughs> Someone else took that one for me. <laughs> he got like, away from the elbows. And <laughs> your, <laughs> your little brother fights, too. 
if you'd like to call it that. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about it before the show started. You just, he just not. He, he, just he not doesn't motivated. have the commitment. He doesn't right. have the commitment or the dedication to train for a fight. He takes a fight for training, and that's that's. I'm against that. That's not how a champion's built. A champion's built by training for a fight that isn't even there yet. You know, you go fight, and the very next day you're in the gym after your fight, learning from what your fight was, right. what went wrong in your fight. You start learning from day one, and you keep going. And it's not, okay, all of a sudden I've got a call. I'm four weeks out from a fight. Let's start training. That, that's bullshit. That's not how anyone should take fights. But that's, mm -hmm. it's really common in this, in this fight game, and especially with these guys that are just naturally – good-looking physique-wise, you mm -hmm, know? They'll mm -hmm. take the fights because they're in shape physique-wise, but they're not in shape fight-shape-wise. Right. So I, yeah. I'm just totally against that. How do you how do you prepare for fight? I, I know on some of these uh, littler promotions, um, like, it may be hard to get tape on guys. How do you find out what um, what they're going to do? Well, I... I don't know. Do you I, watch a lot of tapes studying them? I, I, I watch some tapes. Like, I've watched some of Gunderson's fights, but I, I pretty much know exactly how he's fought. And after 35 fights, is, is there really something that I haven't seen before? Yeah. Is a guy going to come do ch some Chung Lee shit and <laughs> <laughs> do some five-kick combo in the air and stuff? I, I, I kind of know what's going to happen, uh, you know. You, you, you do definitely scout your guys out. You don't take dumb fights, you know. Right. Uh, this John Gunderson fight's a fight that I've always wanted because he, in my eyes, he took my spot on uh, Ken Shamrock's IFL team. I went and tried out, and I rolled with Chris Brennan and a lot of the other guys that are pros out there. Didn't get submitted by any of these guys. I was Me, Chris Brennan, and uh, John Gunderson were probably one of the top guys there for grappling. Uh -huh. Then we do the striking, which is actually where I'm the best at. Mm -hmm. And uh, I broke my hand. I shattered my hand. I threw oh. an overhand right on uh, top of a kid's head, and it just shattered my thumb. Oh. Uh, and then John Gunderson ends up getting the IFL spot. So mm. to me, this is self-gratification oh, yeah. showing that okay you know i i can't i should have been there i that was my spot i am actually a great fighter and uh don't give up even though i just turned 30. <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh, well let's get back over here to the lineup here mirko crow cop versus the santos Boring. Uh, that was a boring fight. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! The, I, I did. Uh, Mirko's new training uh, it really helped him with his push, though. I heard he's actually going to be advertising me for push pops. <laughs> <laughs> his his fight style needs to go back into K1. Uh, uh, yeah. He was a lot better K1 fighter because he's not worried about the takedowns. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so he can push off like that and then throw hands, and he's not worried about his hips being taken. Mm -hmm. That that fight was. Not fun to watch. No, it was mm -hmm. terrible. But Dos Dos uh, Santos, he he did look really good. I think he he's... did look good. But I think a lot of people can look good when anyone's moving backwards with <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. straight forward. <laughs> I look great. I, I can make you look good. You want to do it? <laughs> oh, let's do that for the pictures after. <laughs> it's like, and this is me kicking Steve's ass, <laughs> and now I'm painting my fingernails, <laughs> and I'm throwing elbows. <laughs> and of course, yeah, that was a pretty weak fight of course um and but uh my new lord and savior himself belfort versus franklin yes that is right i have retired roger quarta out of my life 
my new Latino favorite fight, fighter is Vitor Belfort. Yeah, and yeah, he or, dominated. Or uh, what did he call it? Victor Belmont? Give <laughs> <laughs> him a little nickname. Give him a little nickname I have with him. Victor my Belmont. <laughs> Yeah, sick fight. I didn't. I didn't expect that. I. I. Uh, I had my money on Belfort. Uh, I didn't think it would be that quick, though. I thought it would go a little later. But man, looked yeah, like Vitor looked, of old. He looked good. I'm excited to see him fight again. Um, what is the story with Franklin, though? Now, what does he do? Exactly. Where, does where he do go you from Where here? do you go after that? Well, I think he stays at 205. I think he stays there and fights more competition. Uh, he's he's a a great guy, and I actually said in this fight that if Frank, if Franklin can catch him and hurt him, hit him at least once or twice, good punches in the early in the fight, it could change the whole fight. Vitor has shown that sometimes he doesn't have the heart of a mm-hmm. fighter. Yeah. Where Franklin, with his nose smeared across his face, <laughs> is still trying to fight back. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So if Franklin could have hurt him early on, it could have been his way. No, it didn't go that way. Vitor's quick as hell, and he was able to catch him early. But I don't think that takes anything away from Franklin. I think Franklin still is—he's a champ. Yeah. And plus, oh, Vitor a, had Jesus on his side. He's a bad. Yeah, Vitor's getting creepy too with all the Jesus talk. I don't know what, <laughs> what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm not down with all the Jesus jumpers, it, but <laughs> <laughs> he. Uh, they actually, LA Times announced, I think, was it today or yesterday, that uh, he's actually fighting for the title. So, Belfort versus Silva. And like you said, I think Silva rocks him early, and it's I think it's going to be pretty... He, hold on, so he's going down. Was that fight at 85, or was that at 205? It was, they did a catch with it. was yeah. 195. Oh, it was 195. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, I heard he was going down, but yeah, that, that could be interesting. I still think uh, Silva will catch him. Yeah. Silva's just looks invincible. Invincible. <laughs> no no one is unbeatable, though. Uh, oh, shit. I just brain fart. I can't remember the guy's name. <laughs> He's a Japanese guy that beat uh, Anderson Silva with a hill hook. Oh, he yeah, yeah. He did the K-1 takedown right into yeah. a hill hook and made Anderson look like an amateur. Yeah. So anything can happen. And true, that was a while ago. But still, that shit can happen now. Yeah. Anyone can get caught. So. Oh, man. And, of course... Rampage <laughs> leaving the UFC. I myself am kind of disappointed in that though because I believe Dana White should just mind his business, which is the UFC, and now mind D Fire's business. You know, and that's what uh, what really sucks. <laughs> well, it's kind of you know it sucks though because you know like we talked about before, we're the ones who are missing out on the fight. You know, we don't right. get to see it. And Rampage is a fighter. I mean, he's gonna go do a movie. But he had a fight lined up. I think he owes, you know, to, to finish this fight, do the fight, and then look at what he wants to do after that. But I think he should do the movie first. So. Have you? No, I think, no, absolutely not. He signed the contract to do the show. He needs to fight. Have you ever backed out of a fight? Put him in a movie? Never. Never. So you, you, yeah, so Even you July would. fights, he'll like, fight him. Yeah. <laughs> even in July. I, I, yeah. I took him. I took him. I even fought on my goddamn birthday. But. So, <laughs> so, so if someone were to come up to you and say, hey, Steven, look, I want to actually do this for you. Uh, I want you to be in this movie. It's going to be a really no, badass wait, No, you're going to be in this TV show leading up to this fight. Okay, this you're going to be in up. I Love Lucy, right? 
Oh yeah, oh yeah, we're talking about UFC, but it's like you should definitely take the. I mean, if you have that role, be able rocks. It's gonna be a Whoa, big role. I'm fucking lost. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell just happened? I, oh, right. okay. I don't know where I'm okay. losing. And they, let's go ahead and cut that. <laughs> no, but, holy shit! No, my bad, my bad. Okay, my question was gonna be this. Okay, if someone were to give you a big part in the movie, right? Would you just like you know kind of push that fight away just to do this one film that you always wanted what to I'm do? What I'm asking is. How many lines does he have? Like the guy's not that smart. Like, <laughs> what does he have? To, what is it taken away from his training? Yeah, Chuck um, Liddell, Randy hmm. Couture, Tito Ortiz. All these guys have all been in movies. Yeah, those movies sucked, but they were in movies. Yeah, I think that's why he needed the time off just to actually train in acting. Yeah. Just because <laughs> Randy Couture, <laughs> Chuck Liddell, <laughs> all these guys that were in movies really sucked. <laughs> I would actually make. I would want to make a good impression on my first film. <laughs> um, I think it's bullshit. I mean, it, it, we have this new I mean, season. I honestly think it's publicity, man. That everyone yeah. talking about him retiring. I think he'll come back. He's a fighter. He retired after Pride, didn't he? And then uh, he came back after that, too. Uh, so, like, I, I don't know. Yeah, I. but still, I mean, all this buildup. And have you been watching uh, Tough? I've, I've watched one one season of or one sh- episode of it, the very first one, and I love the shit talk between those oh, two. So really, it, it's awesome. So it is anticlimactic. Exactly. There's no fight at the end between the two. You know, I I do want Rampage to fight him, and I think Rampage wins that fight. Uh, yeah, I um, hope so. And Let's I would like it. to see him knock Rashad out and make him breathe like a fish. Breathe like a fish. What he said, the stanky leg or something? <laughs> Do the stanky leg like Rashad getting knocked out. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, speaking of TUF Tando, great season so far. First two episodes. Second fight, though, sucked. It was too slow. West Chevers versus. Uh, yeah, the fights have been. Bad. That guy had no type of cardio for being in the NFL. Oh, yeah. For real. Wow. He, he was just slow. He was just like. He just getting tired. tired. Both of them were getting tired. Yeah. It just shows me <laughs> what sport. Really takes heart. It, yeah. People talk about football, and because it's huge here, and how great it is, and everything. And I'm not talking shit on football. I'm just saying, the amount of training and dedication that you put into MMA training is different than anything. I've played college soccer. I've I've played. You know, I didn't play pro, but I did play college, and I've practiced all the time. You know, I was doing two and three a days, and that shit still. I look back at it, and that is easy compared to the fight training that I do now when I'm running stairs up in Park City I'm you know doing everything possible to be in shape and ready to go five five minute rounds Hmm. So. Yeah, that was a really weak fight, though. Uh, yeah, they should definitely <laughs> work on their cardio. Uh, <laughs> and your, ne- next week, we got uh, actually uh, Kimbo and uh, Big Country. Rui Nelson is the matchup for next well, week. Speaking of cardio, <laughs> Rui Nelson looks great. Yeah. <laughs> the last IFL champ. Nice <laughs> yeah. What the hell's up with that dude? What a he's, he's got titties. <laughs> <laughs> he got titties. He's been. He's. He's driving me insane on the show, uh, Big Country. He is cockier than hell because he was in the I- IFL. He was the last yeah. camp, I think, though. But Yeah, he's not taking but any But he won't advice. do anything, yeah. Well, no, no, I'm going to train like this. Well, yeah. it, like, really? It's like in the second episode, he said, okay, you know what, I should listen to these guys and everything. So. Yeah, after they sat him down. But you know what, I, I can like Big, uh, Big Country, though. He gives me hope that I can also be in the MMA. <laughs> with your amazing physique with my amazing physique that's a new skinny I don't know if you know that in Japan yeah. chicks dig Tank, to my wrestlers Tank Abbott does that for a lot of people too <laughs> 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 you guys are 
tank. <laughs> that's, that. that's exactly who Roy reminds me of, his tank. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's just a brawler. He doesn't... I'm sorry. I, I'm not a huge fan of the heavyweights. There's not... There's not enough. If there's not someone getting knocked out, the fights are boring. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's They're too horrible. much hugging. When they go to the ground, they're too big to be able to do like, you know, you'd never see a guy who's 240 pounds go pull it. Well, I guess Frank Mir did, but <laughs> <laughs> I lie. <laughs> but pull, a, pull a knee bar on someone, you know, and, and be quick at it. But Frank Mir's a, a little different character, but and that's because he's done that his whole life. But right, normal right. guys that big can't move like that you don't see him do a good technique arm bar you don't see that you see him slug it out one guy get tired and then someone giving an arm and tapping yeah so yeah no i i absolutely agree well steven razor sharp is our guest uh thanks for coming in man uh he's fighting at the m resort in henderson nevada 7 p.m it's in two weeks yeah it's in two weeks october 10th October 10th. Uh, tickets are only 25 bucks. If you're out in that area, go out there. Check it out. It's a title fight. Um, he's pumped. He's and, then I'll, and then I'll be fighting again uh, here in Salt Lake, November 20th, against a guy named Rad Martinez who uh, took That's the title the fight. first time uh, in throwdown. And I'm finally getting my rematch. I, I didn't fight him. I fought his twin brother, the wet blanket, uh, <laughs> that laid on me. Uh, yeah, it was, it was an exciting fight. <laughs> now, I think we saw. Did we see Rad's last we title defense? We saw his last title defense. He it, did gas in that fight. Um, against uh, uh, Strider? I think it was at. Uh, I think it was East Center. Center. Yeah, Center. he actually lost that fight. Yeah, um, yeah. He, but they, but they gave it to him. Yes. Everybody was booing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we were. Yes. We he, he said he lost it. And the yeah. funny thing is, is that that show, um, there was two title fights that the f titles did not go to the right owners, and that's what brought the commission into paying jo uh, Big John McCarthy to Salt Lake to go through with the judges that judge most of the fights here locally to critique those fights and they oh, looked no at that kidding. fight and jordan smith's fight and critiqued those fights and said okay look at who did damage look at who was closest to winning the fight mm -hmm. yeah you got to give control some credit but that's not everything and yeah. and there was not a, a takedown school going on by rad rad yeah. did get some takedowns but Strider was able to do, you know, a couple of switches, pull out, and mm -hmm. land head kicks, throw punches. Yeah, it, you got to look at damage. I think is the number one thing. I, I'm a big fan of how Pride judged, not so much how the UFC and the United States judge, because I got, I think you got to look at the fight as a whole, and you got to say, okay, who was most likely to win this fight? Who was actually in a position that they could have finished it, and were they trying to finish it? Was there aggression? Rad to me is not aggressive. He is great at wrestling. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have that killer instinct where he wants to smash your face. When you get me on the ground, hurt me. Smash <laughs> me. Hit me with an do elbow. Something. Throw a punch. Do something. Body, body, head does not win you a fight. And I get sick of seeing that shit. <laughs> You were refing one of the titles. Was it the Jordan Smith fight? I refed the Jordan Smith fight. That yes. was it. That was a great fight, and I can't believe they gave it to the bit. I can't remember his name. It, it was actually dude. it was just a, a draw. It was a straight draw. Did, oh, they ended up just Whoa, a draw. What happened yeah, there? It was it was a straight draw. Um, they just the title doesn't go to anyone. So so what it does is yeah, Jordan Smith is still labeled as the champion. But oh, is he? That uh, was a fun what, fight what, to watch. Is though. he two hundred five? Is that what it was two hundred five? Yeah, he yeah. should definitely be fighting at one eighty five. Yeah. Too. Yeah, he's pretty wild. 
He was yeah. one. Yeah, it, it was well exciting. It was, I like to, yeah. I think you guys would make a good matchup. You guys getting in there and just <laughs> swinging I, at each other. About another fifty yeah. pounds. More, oh shit! Let him drop. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sick of people calling me out and telling me that I need to go to their weight class. They can, they can, <laughs> come, they come to you now. They can come to mine. <laughs> you worked your ass off to get here. Yeah. You don't need to lose <laughs> all that. It was Stephen Razor Sharp has been our guest. Thank you for coming in and check out his. Uh, Thank you guys. Hey, thanks for coming in, man. We'll have uh, we'll post some links up to the M Resort uh, so you guys can check out Mr. Shop. Thanks for coming in. We'll see you guys next week.